Welcome to the Banking on Business podcast presented by Horicon Bank. Banking on Business is aimed at helping entrepreneurs grow their business with practical strategies you can start using today. We are all about engaging our local business community and connecting with other small businesses to raise each other up. Hosted by yours truly, Grace Bruins, marketing officer at Horicon Bank, turned podcaster, at least for the next 20 minutes. Welcome to the Banking on Business podcast. Today, I am joined by Andy Nelson, owner of Natural Resource Innovations, which is a unique business in that you combine both consulting experience with natural resource management. So I'm glad you're here, Andy. Welcome. Yes, thank you. It's a great opportunity. I appreciate it. You bet. So let's let our listeners get to know you just a little bit better with a rapid fire intro to the expert. This is our rapid fire intro to the expert. I fire off the questions and you answer as quickly as you can. Are you ready to play? I'm ready. Okay. So Andy, where are you from? West Bend. And are you still in West Bend now? No, I live in Mayville. Very nice. And what do you enjoy about what you do every day? Well, every day is different for me. I work on different properties, different projects, different habitats all the time. And your favorite natural outdoor place to visit? Definitely my cabin in northern Wisconsin. I love being up there. And I know that you've got a heart for the Horicon Marsh. So what is the best time of year to enjoy the marsh? Actually, we're coming up to what I think is the best time, which is usually late April, early May, because all of the spring migration has the birds in their full breeding plumage. And it's like Christmas, only in birds. Christmas in birds. I like that. So go to the Horicon Marsh. Absolutely. Yes. Don't miss it. it. So now before we get into your story, Andy, let's go into our marketing minute. So I'm not sure about your family, but uh, this time of year for my family, we are stocked up on Kleenexes and baby Tylenol, uh, which we should probably just buy stock in at this point (laughs) for us. But the Kleenex brand actually user-generated content to surprise and delight customers and what they called their feel-good campaign. So have you ever heard of this? No. Okay, this was back in about 2019. Kleenex's marketing team used social media channels to look for people who posted that they were feeling ill or they'd come down with a cold. Kleenex then reached out to family and friends to orchestrate a surprise. Within a few hours, the person who had posted about feeling ill received a special Kleenex kit filled with get well items, which was a really fun surprise, especially when you're not feeling well. So listeners, they should consider ways to surprise and delight customers or prospects. Those delightful moments can really create a far greater impression for your brand than any advertisement can. That would be an awesome idea. And Andy, you've worked with Horicon Bank in the past. You are what we refer to as our environmental consultant at, actually, I think we call you our bank environmentalist at this point, (laughs) at Horicon Bank. So I think you know a little something about like surprising and delighting and using nature to be able to do that, especially within the bank itself. But let's get into what it is that you do. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about natural resource innovations, what you do as an environmental and ecology consultant? Sure. Thank you. My business is really in three major piles of work right now. One is private land management, which might include forestry, prairie restoration, and just general habitat management kind of work. Mm Mm-hmm. I also do some regulatory support and compliance work, which is fancy for just saying I help people get permits and get their projects built in one way or another. Got it. And then the third piece is a native landscaping component where I work on smaller pieces of property to do planting of native wildflowers, trees, shrubs, that sort of thing. 
And that's something that you've helped Horcon bank with these last few years. Yes, it's been great. With the natural choice brand of Horicon Bank, it dovetails nicely with the environmental work that I do. And so we've tried to design landscapes that are reflective of that natural choice brand. And we weave a lot of native plants in and edible species for both wildlife and people. So why do you think that that's important? I think, so I'm just thinking from a business owner's perspective, maybe trying to spruce up my landscape a little bit. I just want to add that curb appeal. Like, why should I think about native species over, hey, that flower is really pretty. I think I should just add that. Well, I want to thank you first, Grace, because I call my landscaping service Spruce Up Landscaping. (laughs) So that is perfect. And one of the reasons that I emphasize some of the native species is that they're very well adapted to our environment. So they can take the heat, they can take the cold, and they tend to be longer lasting and require less maintenance on behalf of the owners. And then the other part of it is everybody wants an aesthetic landscape, but when I work on a project, I make sure that it has a functional component, meaning that it is useful for birds, butterflies, people, whatever I can weave in there, uh, given the site and conditions. So how did you get into environmental and ecology consulting? Well, I've been involved with natural resources basically my whole life. And the first part of my career was spent in the public sector. I worked for DNR and DOT as their environmental specialist. Most notably, I was the area wildlife supervisor at Horicon and managed Horicon Marsh and several other major state wildlife areas. And that was fantastic. I really have fond memories of that part of my career. But I have this entrepreneurial side. I invented some waterfall decoys and started a business. And that made me think, you know what? I should really pursue this entrepreneurial itch that I've got. And uh, that led me into consulting almost 20 years ago now. Wow. So you have you been with Natural Resource Innovations for 20 years? Or that's that's a newer company, right? Right. I started with another consulting firm. I decided to start my own consulting firm, which was great for a couple of years. And then I sold it and went to work for another company and decided that a large company wasn't where I wanted to be anymore. So that's when I started Natural Resource Innovations four years ago and uh, haven't looked back. Very cool. And and there's definitely an emphasis then on sustainability and really ha- making sustainability a bit of a strategy for your business, right? Absolutely. It's a common or popular trend today. And there's a lot of different aspects to it. Personally, I tend to look at sustainability more as a let's not waste resources, let's be efficient and try and be as conscientious with the resources, whether it's people's time or natural resources in this case, and so that our business is efficient and not wasteful. So when a business comes to you and says, hey, we we want to have a more sustainable model, we want to be better for the environment, we don't know where to start, where do you start with them? Well, I think the beginning is just to understand the nature of their business and where their touch points are from a resource perspective. Uh, Generally, they talk to me because it's about environmental concerns. Uh, So that's sort of where I start. But sustainability to me means trying to look at the big chunks of the business first, because that's where you're going to get your biggest impact. And if you can take your biggest expense item and reduce it by 20%, that's probably a huge impact to your bottom line. You probably throw most of that straight to the profit line. Now, I have a question. I maybe take for granted a little bit that Horicon Bank is the natural choice. We do have this environmental component to our brand and we have leadership that cares about the environment. But 
as a consultant, when you went into natural consulting, did you ever worry like, gosh, I'm going to have to make business owners care about this as much as I do? Or do you feel like business owners do care about it? It's been a very great experience for me in consulting because uh, maybe by the nature of who calls me about services in the first place, but I am very impressed by the level of concern and stewardship, really, that most businesses take towards certainly their property and their communities and the environment as a whole. So it's been a very rewarding experience to work with large corporations as well as small companies to try and get the most out of their projects, the most out of their properties along the way. Now, I got to imagine that you've worked on some pretty interesting projects over the years. What's been some of your favorites? Well, I would say in the past, working at Horikai Marsh was a real privilege, and uh, I really enjoyed some of the big projects out there. We we built new waterfall flowages. We burned huge sections of the marsh. We planted prairies. We did all kinds of cool stuff like that. So that was great. And as a consultant, uh, I've had a chance to be part of some really big projects. I think one that was really cool was the Brown County Water Authority, Central Brown County Water Authority built a water pipeline to supply fresh water to all the communities around Green Bay. And my little role in that project was to provide environmental support during the construction process to make sure that when they were crossing streams, that they did it in a way that was the least disruptive and they got it put back together properly right away. So that was very cool. And today I'm working to do some fish habitat projects uh, right here in Milwaukee uh, down in the harbor. So that's pretty exciting because that's an area that has kind of had a rough go of it here lately. And I think with some of the habitat work that we've got planned, it should start to bounce back real soon. So what's the goal with creating a fish habitat in the Milwaukee Harbor? Like, what is that going to do for Milwaukee and the harbor? Well, I think the first step is that when you have a healthy ecosystem around whatever business you're talking about, that puts you in a good place because you're not dealing with problems like contamination and pollution and stuff like that. Sure. Um, So that's kind of step one. Step two is uh, the Milwaukee Harbor, if you think of it, is sort of a linchpin between Lake Michigan as a whole, where there's a lot of fish and there's good habitat out there, but maybe not super accessible to the local population. And then upstream on the rivers and tributaries that come flow through Milwaukee, there's also good fish habitat. And the linchpin, but right now it's pretty hard for a fish to make a living in good portions of that harbor. So by filling in habitat and bringing some life, ecology life, back to that environment, we hope to connect the two big habitats of River and Lake Michigan and get free flow of fish and other wildlife between those two habitats, which will give recreation opportunities. The habitat should help improve some water quality and just make the area more pleasant and livable for everyone. Mm -hmm. So how do you bring, you were describing that area as like a steel bathtub. So how do you bring life into a steel bathtub? So what we're going to do is we're going to work from the bottom of the water to the top of the water and above the waterline to create this continuous habitat along the perimeter of the harbor. We need to stay out of the way of the ships, but we're going to work on the edges to provide this habitat. And down on the bottom where the sun doesn't penetrate, we're going to 
build fish cribs out of brush and branches and things like that that'll sit on the bottom and probably rise up, say, five or six feet off of the, the bed of the harbor. And then above that, we're going to have some additional planters that will be fastened to the wall. We'll have both kind of a structural branchy component, but also more hoping to provide a living component to that as well. So we're going to have soil in these planters and we'll stick seeds and live plants in there. And based on some experiments we've done, they should grow. And so that'll give more habitat in that upper part of the water column. And then above the water line, these same planters will have plants stuck in on top. So they should sort of act like a window box along the edge of the harbor, which should be good for bugs and birds and things like that. So we'll see how it all comes together, but that's the vision. I like that vision. I like how you're able to to really explain what this is all going to look like. And there's so much more than just we're doing this project to make it look nice, right? There's all these effects after it. So I could definitely see the value in all of that. And I, I'm glad that you're part of Horicon Bank and helping us do that as well. Now, as an entrepreneur for the last many years, 20 years, mm-hmm. right, that you went yep. off on your own, I got to think that, you know, you're building your business along the way. And yes, you have a, a niche in the environmental and ecology, but um, you're also creating strategy and creating strategy for others. What does that look like for you? Well, yes, along my entrepreneurial path, I figured out that I do have a passion for strategy and sharing that strategy with others. And that has led me, I'm an adjunct instructor at Marine Park Technical College okay. in the business program. I've been doing that for a number of years and that's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. And that has also kind of blossomed into helping the companies that I work with, helping myself and helping others to build strategy that helps their business grow and succeed. And so I spend a fair amount of time thinking about strategies and uh, like to help others do the same. Well, it's right there in your name, right? Innovations. Exactly. So it's focusing on that innovation, differentiating yourself, helping businesses differentiate themselves. Yes. Like you said, innovations is what I do. I'm an idea person. And I think a lot of businesses have a great core to what they're doing, but they kind of get caught up in the competitive mud of dealing with the other bank across town or the other restaurant or whatever it is. And my role or the, the point that I emphasize is, like you said, differentiating yourself. What is possible that you can uniquely do that others maybe can't. And that'll set you apart and give you a whole wide open field to grow in. So how how do you work with a business that does only want to focus on their competitors? Because I'm sure that they're out there where they're saying, hey, those guys who are just like the, us are doing this. We better do that exact same thing. How do you start that discovery process of innovating and differentiating? Well. Competition is important and every business has to have that as part of their strategy in order to defend their space and so forth. But what I would offer to companies that only want to focus on competition is to think about all of the other customers that you don't have. And when you add it up, your customers, let's say you have 10,000 customers in the Milwaukee market. That's great. That that would be a very nice business. But my follow-up question would be, how many customers are there in 
the Milwaukee market? And that answer might be more like a million. Mm -hmm. So if you look at it in those terms, your batting average is a little bit smaller than what you might want it to be. So when you start thinking about those other 990,000 customers, what is the possibility to get more of them through your doors or onto your website or whatever that might be? Mm -hmm. So it's understanding your market, understanding their needs. And then looking how you can fulfill those needs, perhaps different than your competitors. Yes. And I tend to come at things from a customer-centric perspective. Okay. I may not understand the technical parts of your business, but I think I understand what it's like to be a customer. Sure. And I tend to look at things or try to look at things very simply and say, you know, if I'm coming into your restaurant, this is what I'm looking for why aren't you giving it to me? And maybe there's good reasons why you can't or shouldn't or don't want to. Right. Um, But those are the kinds of questions that I would encourage uh, businesses to think about when they start talking strategy. Well, and I can see on the banking side, especially, you know, sitting where I sit, we do tend to think first about the roadblocks. You know, we tend to think about the regulation. We can't do this because of A, B, and C or compliance will never let us do that. Love our compliance, but that is one way that we think. And we also just get caught up, I think, in the the specifics of it, almost in that like jargon of it. And instead, you're saying we should really just simplify as a customer instead of thinking in terms, again, banking being my example, checking and saving and money market. This is money. I need to use my money. How are you going to let me use my money, right? Like those are the ways that we should be thinking about it instead of just account, account. Yes. And certainly in natural resource stuff, I get into the jargon and the technical stuff because we all become experts in our business, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And when we get to be experts, it's sometimes hard to think like Mm non-experts. And while that isn't something you should do all day... it can be helpful to put on that that different hat and look at it from a different angle. And often that is very revealing and helpful. Now, I want to talk a little bit about something we were talking about right before we walked in here to start recording. And that was, you know, we were talking about nature and nature being this powerful force that sometimes we don't give enough credit to. Yes, it's easy to lose sight of how resilient nature is. Certainly, as people, we have messed some things up and we have that capacity to kind of make a mess out in the world. Mm -hmm. But from what I have seen, nature has an almost infinite capacity to bounce back from that sort of stress that people can impose. For example, I mean, Horicon Marsh used to be a vegetable farm. And that's, I mean, it was drained. There was no water out there because they were turning it into a farm. And today, look at it. It, Mm -hmm. It's a very vibrant place, full of wildlife, full of water, diverse plants, et cetera. So even when things look kind of bleak out in nature, just give it some space, give it some time and and hopefully a little help along the way. And uh, nature can really impress you. I wonder if there's a lesson there for business owners, even if things look bleak. Yes. Business can be a really tough thing. I've had great moments and not so great moments along the way. 
But I think for any business that's been around a little bit, you've come to understand that when you provide value to your customers, they will come back to you again and again. And that is the secret sauce of any business is providing that value and just staying with it and serving your customers. That's excellent advice, Andy. Now, we've already gone, you know, down this natural path. We're going to keep going there. (laughs) Absolutely. I love it. All right. So we're going to get a little inspirational for listeners. As you know, and we've mentioned multiple times in this podcast, Horicom Bank is the natural choice for banking. So we do have this emphasis on being committed to being environmentally friendly and supporting environmental causes. So in that spirit, I'm going to give you an interesting animal fact, and I'd like you to turn it into some inspirational advice for business owners. Challenge accepted. Okay. This one I picked out just for you. Thanks to their protective nature and loud voices, geese have been effectively used for guarding. So geese have actually guarded the Temple of Juno in ancient Rome. They protected a Dumbarton distillery in Scotland, and they continue to guard police stations in rural China. Did you know that? I did not know all those facts. That is awesome. So I actually looked up the distillery in Scotland and the geese have recently retired, but at one point they had over a hundred geese that guarded the distillery effectively. I can believe it. I think the lesson that I have learned from geese after spending a lot of time around them and handling a bunch of them for goose banding and things like that is that it's impossible really to underestimate the tenacity and ferocity of a goose. And that ferocity is magnified when they are motivated to defend something that's important to them, whether it's a nest, a gosling, a mating territory, or in this case, a distillery that happens to feed them and is their meal ticket in life. Geese are formidable. And if you aren't careful, they will put you on your backside. Well, I appreciate the uh, lesson in geese, for one, but everything else you brought with us here today, Andy, I I appreciate all of it. And I appreciate your partnership with Horicon Bank over these last few years. You've really taught us quite a bit, and I'm excited to see where that goes in the future. Absolutely. It's a great partnership. I enjoy it. It's one of the best parts of my week is spending time with the Horicon Bank crew. (laughs) Well, Andy, before we wrap up, is there any actionable advice that you'd want to give to business owners that they can really just put into action today? I think the number one thing you can do is think about your business as if you were the customer. What are you doing that's right for the customer? Hang on to that and make it shine. And what do you think is missing from the equation that you could add to not only keep your customers that you have now, but bring new ones through the door. I think that's excellent advice. I think it's something that business owners can really do. It's it's an exercise and just, I think there's empathy there too, right? Just really understanding where your customer is coming from so that you can best help them. Agreed. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show today, Andy. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in. To stay in the loop on all things banking on business related, visit horaconbank.com slash banking on business and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.